Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Real Talk with Angela. I'm your host, Angela Ate. Today, we'll be talking about an issue that's been getting a lot of attention since millennials, mental health issues. Mental illnesses are not something that we can always recognize from the outside, and in many cases, people have it and aren't able to get the help they need, or they're not even aware. But today, we'll be talking about mental health issues specifically with teens and how often it is blamed on the choices that they make rather than the world they live in. Before we get into this topic, I'd like to read a story that a parent wrote of their child. They sent this to me in order to raise awareness of mental health issues in teens and to make people realize that it's not always just a phase. The following content contains graphic references to topics such as eating disorders and self-harm. We always put a big emphasis on school. We strongly believe that a good academic career is the only way to succeed in life. So when my son Jeremiah entered grade 12, we really started to pressure him, telling him to join this and that club, have a tutor for everything, made him volunteer at different places to get as many hours as possible, the list went on. It was also that he would get admitted into a good university, get a good job, and be set for life. At least that's what we'd hoped. Three months into the first semester, he came to us saying he couldn't handle the pressure anymore. We told him that he had to just bear it for a few more months. Once he got into a university, he could relax all he wanted. Plus, I said to him, as my father had said to me many times when I was a kid, stress is like an iron. It will leave you pressed and without wrinkles. So we dismissed his claims of not being able to handle his stress and just told him to deal with it and that it was just a phase. A few weeks later, we noticed that he'd basically stopped eating and lost a lot of weight because of it. When we asked if he was okay, all he said was just not hungry. Two more weeks in and we started noticing deep dark circles under his eyes. He looked malnourished and frail. When we asked him what was wrong, he only ever answered, I'm fine. Then the day of his first exam, it happened. He told us his first exam was supposed to be at 9, but it was 8.45 and he still hadn't come down. When I opened the door to enter his room, I saw him hanging from the ceiling from a rope made from his old clothes. I was shocked and angry. Angry at myself for not taking him seriously when he had come to us all those months ago. Angry at myself for not seeing the clear signs until it was too late. Angry because I had failed my job as a parent to provide a good life for my son. By focusing so much on his future, I'd completely forgotten what he needed now. A loving and supportive family. Parents that invested into their children emotionally because learning to handle your emotions is one of the most important things you can ever learn in your life. That's when I realized. The world we live in today is so focused on the material aspect of life that we often forget the aspects of life that's really important, one's emotions. Rest in peace, Jeremiah. We hope that you're in a better place. Now I'd like to introduce a guest, Eraz, who is a 17-year-old. I've asked him to come onto the show so that he can share his views on why he thinks people his age have more mental health issues than ever before. So Eraz, I'd just like to ask you, what is your view on all of this? Why do you think that teens now have more mental health issues than any past generations ever did? So I feel like the main factor that really plays into why my generation has so many mental issues is that society has changed a lot between from how society was when our parents were growing up and how we're growing up 
like up until our parents parents generation humans were, have always lived in tight-knit communities with a lot of social interaction and, and especially with kids and now that's just not the case you know people don't go out that's outside as much social interaction is not the norm anymore and i feel like that's the reason why but honestly i feel like our excuses as to why mental illness is such a big issue in all the social media that you know we blame social media that oh we don't have social interaction because of social media or i feel that's a, a weak excuse like if we look at the generations in the past they've gone through a lot worse and have a lot better reasons for depression you know especially like if you look at the 20th century there were two great wars the cold war there was the great depression the centuries before that were spent in constant conflict but people still lived their lives you know they didn't worry so much about oh i'm so depressed because of you know my body image or whatever because of so so and so but don't you think that technology our use of technology is really inevitable don't you think that we are all growing up in in with technology where parents at a very young age they just they tell their kids to watch tv to distract them or to tell them to stop crying don't you think that it's kind of inevitable that we use technology it is inevitable our society is very deeply based on technology and i agree with you there but to let technology affect your mind in the way that we we're saying it does like we're getting mental illnesses from watching tv or you know social media and what not i feel like that's just weak excuses cuz like i said before past generations have gone through a lot worse and they've come out fine and we our excuses for why we have mental illnesses they're not as strong and we haven't really seen you know as worse as other people our past generations have seen so what do you think about helicopter parents uh don't you think that it's wrong that parents are over sheltering their kids and they are setting them up for failure in a way by not letting them face any hardships at a younger age i agree yeah helicopter parents or overprotective parents they're really not doing right by the children by being so protective of them because the only which children can develop confidence in making their own decisions or really you know learn to weigh the pros and cons of a decision or really learn how the world works is by making their own decisions making mistakes and making bad decisions and living through the consequences that's the only way making mistakes is the really only real way of you know gathering wisdom and i so yeah i feel overprotective parents are setting their children up for failure that way All right, Eraz, I'd just like to thank you for your time and for sharing your views on this topic. Uh, and yeah, so thank you for having me and allowing me to share my point of views. Okay, everyone, that is it for today, but now it is up to the listeners. Can we blame the generation itself or do we blame someone else? Let us know what you think. Thank you for listening and remember to tune in to Real Talk with Angela next week.